Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I hope everybody can hear me. Uh, I told Daniel to turn it up just a little bit today because my voice feels just a little bit weak after me at youth count all week. Uh, Kyle, if y'all talk to him today, if he can't talk much, it's because he's been leading the singing all week uh, this week and it was, I've made a good recovery. Yeah, oh, oh, so you're, you're recovering. But still, I think he uh, he wore out his fingers, had blisters on every finger from playing so much, and actually wore the strings out on the guitar. I think we broke two or three strings uh, as he played uh, this week. And so, uh, but had a great time at youth camp. I guess, as you know, some people wore their shirts back uh we really, the focus at youth camp this week was surrender and surrendering our heart to God. You know, for us, we do just need to surrender to what God wants us to do. We're going to be looking here in a moment in Luke chapter 18 and verse 35, and we're going to look at Jesus uh, when Jesus passes by. And we'll look in this man, this blind fellow that was there when Jesus passed by. And let me just say this, if you miss youth camp this past uh, week, I would say you missed Jesus passing by. You know, uh, and you may say, you're going to try to make us jealous for not being there? Because tell you what, you ought to be jealous because you didn't get to go. If you didn't get to go, Jesus passed by in a powerful way. You know, for some of y'all, y'all might be glad that you didn't go. And the reason was when Jesus passes by, it'll change your heart, it'll change your life, and you may be happy in your sin. And you may not have wanted Jesus to change you this week, and that might be why you didn't go. But let me just tell you, some of y'all might not go just because you couldn't. But I, I would advise you, I beg you, purpose in your heart, the next year, no matter what, that you'll go. Because I know, again, that Jesus is going to pass by. This week has just kind of recharged my batteries. You say, well, did it recharge you because you got in bed after midnight every night and got up about six every morning? Yeah, getting six hours of sleep every night just makes you feel good to get that much rest, right? And so it, but it recharged because experiencing Christ in a new and powerful way. This it, this was a first for me at several times as far as youth camp goes. I'm just going to kind of share with y'all some things happening. First thing, this is the first youth camp I've ever been to that I was the oldest one there. <laughs> James, I was the old codger, right? But you know what shocked me about that? Even though I was the oldest one there, I was the last one, if, one of if not the last one in bed every night, and one of if not the first one up every day, and it just shocks me how some of these young folks would even have to take a nap during the middle of the day. I know that's what old people have to do, you know? But uh, but anyway, that was just some of the more humorous stuff. But, and let me just share with y'all about this morning. You know, at times, 
God is going to make us get out of our comfort zone. He's going to push us ahead whether we like it or not. During my lifetime, I can remember preachers getting up and preaching on the sins of Patty Pews. Anybody ever heard that before? Huh? Bless God if Granny and Papa could sit on the old hardback pew and worship God. It's, that's what I would do. Sit on. You know what that is? Foolishness. Right? Before my generation, I heard that people, that preachers preach against the sins of having a bathroom in the church. We look back on some of that stuff. You know what we realize now? What in the, who in the world was thinking something stupid like that? You say, why are you telling us all that? Some of y'all may be thinking about the, y'all may be thinking I need to preach on the sins of the Facebook, right? The sins of the new technology. Daniel told us this morning that from last night about 8 o'clock till this morning at 7 o'clock, we had over a thousand hits in our Facebook page. You know what we need to do? It's coming. We need to embrace that and use everything we can to reach people with the gospel of Christ with that. I usually, I don't want to disappoint anybody because I've heard a lot of preaching against notes. You know, you can be a God called preacher, you can be a preacher who use notes. You know, again, foolishness gone to see, right? And this morning, yesterday, I was going to print my notes out. And my printer was messed up. It was out of black ink. And I changed the black ink cartridge. And the one I bought couldn't get to work. My printer couldn't get to work. My printer. And I thought, that's all right. I've got another one that I'll get. I'll just swap it out in the morning. And I thought I had another one. And guess what? I didn't. And so they ain't there today. But they're here today. And so uh, sometimes, whether I like it or not, God will push us forward into the 20 whatever century it is right now, right? <laughs> So all my notes were on the iPad this morning instead of on the sheet of paper. Uh, and I hope that don't upset or bother anybody too much. But that's okay. You know, what, what we need to preach on, what, what does the emphasis need to be? As we're starting a new school year, and starting out a new service time, and, you know, what does the emphasis need to be? And I think Thursday night, Friday, God showed me Really, beginning when we after we were changing the service time to ten o'clock on the second Sunday in August, it's coming. It's one month from today. It's when we're going to be changing the service time to ten o'clock. And there, for those first several weeks, we're going to be looking at prayer and answering prayer. And Thursday night, God showed me in a real and powerful way that He still answers prayer. You know, in our lives, we can, with our mind, say, yes, God answers prayer. And then when we pray, we say, God, do this, never expecting it to really happen. Anybody ever done that before? Huh? 
Just go ahead and be honest, because I know y'all have. You know, God moved in this person's life, know it, and not expecting them the next day to be changed. God sent rain and go and carry on rain. You know, never expecting God to actually do it. As we were praying, as we did it each night before the service and every morning before the service, we'd go out on the back porch, really it's the back deck of the where we had the worship center there. That Thursday night, as I was praying, I said, God, I just want you to save somebody. I want somebody to trust you as their Savior. You say, well, that's not very unique. That's not very odd. Most people pray that every time they pray before a service. God work and save somebody today. And as I was praying on the little plumber, God just impressed me to pray something else. Let me say this. I'm not saying this because I prayed. I'm saying if we'll get in tune with God, we'll be praying what He wants us to pray. And if we're praying what God wants us to pray, He's going to do what He wants to do, irregardless of us. And He'll just show us His power because we were praying the same thing He was going to do anyway. Right? And as I was praying, I said, God, move and call somebody to preach tonight. You say, well, that was a stupid thing to pray. It's easy to pray to get somebody to get right with God because just by chance, rolling the dice, someone cannot come forward and get right with God. You know, it's easy to pray somebody get saved just by chance, rolling the dice. Somebody, when you pray somebody, God, call somebody. The chances of that happening are probably slim to none. And that night, as Kyle was leading the worship and Brandon was preaching, they kind of did an intermingled thing where Brandon would do a point and Kyle would sing a song and Brandon would do a point and Kyle would sing a song and they thought it was something new. And I told them later that was something me and Ron did back years ago. Uh, don't you remember us doing that once back years ago, Ron? A lot of times young folks think something's new. And it's just, they call it something different than what we did back, you know, back, what are us old colleagues called you know. We kind of absorb, observe the Lord's Supper. We're planning to do that next Sunday here. God began to move among the hearts of people in that place. As God began to move and people began to bow down and pray and get right with God, I was kind of standing in the back, spending some time in prayer. And Sarah came back to me and she said, Can I get saved right now? We went out on the front porch and I shared with her and she prayed. Trusted Christ as her Savior. 
You know what? That was enough to shout for glory, wasn't it? And I was overjoyed that she had made that decision. And we went in and Sarah shared her testimony of the decision she had made. And the service continued to go on. I just kind of went back to the back. And as a young fellow, Peyton walked up to the front. He said, I want to share what God's done in my life. He said, God has called me to preach the gospel. And I don't think those were his exact words, but that was what it was. You know what, Tom? I couldn't only contain myself. You know why, Linda? Because even though I'd pray for it, I don't know if I really knew God couldn't do that. You know what I had to do? I just had to walk outside of the Because the building there wasn't big enough. And as I looked up in the heavens and saw all the stars in the sky, I just had to praise God for walk up there by myself. And as Elijah said, I saw the Lord high and lifted up. And his train filled with people. And I realized, my God, he can do anything. And if I'll pray, he'll move. And the problem is, too many times we don't believe God will really move. And I think that's why we don't pray. It's because we don't, we're not really trusting that God can do something. I just tell you what, we believe God can really change this community. You know, we need to be, we need to be doing whatever it takes right now to reach others if we really think we can make a difference in people's lives. And I thought, praise God, you've done miraculous things tonight, this evening. But just like so many times with God, as he said, you ask, I'll pour out a blessing you won't be able to receive. Before that night was over, in fact, the service had already broken Corey, the youth leader from Mother Church, came up. He told me, he said, we just take Travis is coming to talk to me. And he's as well surrendered to preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. A little bit later, somebody come back and said, another little fellow, Corey, has trusted Christ as his Savior. Mm-hmm. I didn't pray but for one. <laughs> God could quit right then and I would have been happy. But he wanted to pour out a blessing we could not receive. And two, that night, trusted Christ as our Savior. Two, surrender to preach the gospel. And somebody might say, well, I've seen people make commitments like that before. And they didn't follow through. You know what? We just need to be praying for, you know why they didn't follow through? Because Satan wants to try to do everything he can to destroy people. Right? You know, we just need to be praying for those young men. We need to be praying for these the commitments that were made at youth camp. And you say, well, youth camp is one one week a month, one week a year, and it's a flash in the pain and it's gone. You know what? It doesn't have to be. If we were about to leave, Brandon shared something. And you know, at times you just forget things. I just forget things. Sometimes you don't even know some of the things in your life that makes a difference in somebody else's life. 
He said back several summers ago. He said that he had, he said I was away from God. He said I was dating this girl that I thought was saved, but she wasn't. You know, looking back, she never had really trusted Christ and said there was just turmoil and anyway, she broke up with it. Nothing. I mean, just, you know how girls do, right? <laughs> you know, I'm not Don't you, Antoine? No, no. <laughs> he said his heart broke. And he said, one Saturday night, which I remember this, he said, I got a call. He said, the phone rang. He said, it was David Whitener on the other end. And he said, Brandon, we made somebody drop out of you, Ken. Would you like to go? Can you get your stuff ready by tomorrow? We'll load, the, load up to go on Sunday. I don't know exactly why I called him. I guess God would put him on my heart. I just called him. He said, he said, the only thing I thought is I want to do anything I can to get away from you where I'm at right now. And he said, I got ready. And I was at church on Sunday morning and put loaded up my stuff with everybody else and got ready to go. And he said, that week that you came Saying, I confessed and surrendered my life to you. Confessed all the stuff that he didn't let get me between him and God. Made a commitment to follow God. And he said, The difference was I did not let youth camp stay at youth camp. And you know what, for us today, how did we know? That one week, Brandon may not be serving God today if he never went back to the future. You know, we just need to, as a church, we need to pray for these young people. That what happened last week won't just be a flash in the pan from last week, it'll be something that changes people's lives. Let's go. We're going to grace. We're never going to get finished today. We will be finished today. Let's look at Jesus when Jesus passes by. Luke chapter 18. Let's understand. The Bible says, Then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. So they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. But he cried out all the more, that Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, Receive your sight. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him, glorifying God. And all the people, when they saw it, gave praise 
to God. This old barricade from this place, Lord, I just pray that you would work in this place in a powerful way, God. God, I pray you'd change my heart. God, change my life. God, draw me closer to you. God, I pray that you would change the hearts of others, God. Lord, that when you move in our life, God, when, we, when you're passing by, God, that we'll first recognize your presence. God, we'll surrender our will to yours. Lord, I pray, change hearts in this place today. God, I pray for your unction to preach with power as never before. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, if we look in this passage, you can see it. We can see that Jesus was coming by. And we want to really look at when Jesus passes by. You know, for this man, I think we can see first the recognition of the man. The recognition by the man. The Bible says in verse 18, verse 35, When it happened as he was coming near Jericho, that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. You know, the first thing I think we can see here in the recognition by the man, there was the, the, the man recognized his need. You know, the man knew that he was blind. And for us in our life, when, when we realize that Jesus is passing by, we first need to recognize our need. You know, we need to recognize the sin in our life. We need to look, look, recognize the need in our life that we do have a problem and only he's the one that can solve it. You know, the man recognized uh, his need. But not only do we see the recognition of the man, the man recognized his need, the man recognized who Jesus was. What did he say in verse 36? And hearing the multitude passing by, he asked what it meant, and they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was passing by. And he cried out, saying, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. You know, he recognized who Jesus was. When he cried out and said, Jesus, Son of David, what he was doing, he was recognizing that Jesus was the Messiah. He was the one that could change them. And for him, that title was knowing that Jesus was the one that came to redeem all of Israel. And you know, for us in our life, when Jesus begins to pass by this place, when Jesus, when we feel his spirit moving, we need to first recognize our need, but then we need to recognize who he is. He's the one that's the creator. He's the one that's the sustainer. He's the one that's the provider of salvation. He's the one that will keep us until, uh, until glory. He's the one. You know, for us, do we recognize who Jesus is? Do we recognize our need? So many of us, we want to say, well, goodness, if I had to recognize my need, I'm supposed to be the, the, church, the leader in the church. I'm supposed to be the strong one. I'm supposed to be... We need to recognize our need. We need to realize he's the one in charge. But then I think the third thing this man recognized is the man recognized his opportunity. Verse 18, the Bible says... Then those who went before warned him that he should be quiet. You know, isn't that what happens in most churches today? Let's just go ahead and admit it. Charlie, don't get so excited. You'll embarrass yourself. That's exactly what they were telling him. 
Don't go to the altar. People think you're a heathen. Don't do what God wants you to do. Don't let them see you cry. Don't let them see you shout. Don't let them see you raise your hand. Don't let them see you make a commitment to God. They'll think you're crazy. That's what they told them. Be quiet, Anna. Just don't say nothing. We'll get out of service in a little while. You know what he did? He realized the opportunity was that if he didn't get Jesus' attention then, he may never get his attention. You know, we don't see where Jesus had ever passed this by this by this young man before. We never see where he passed by this blind man before. He recognized the opportunity. He started to holler even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when God begins to work in our heart, convict our heart from our sin. When God begins to speak to us, drawing us to do something, we don't need to just sit in our seat and say, God, well, maybe next time. Who knows? He may not pass this way again. The Bible tells us in Genesis chapter 6, in verse 3, as they were, as the Bible was talking about Noah. The Bible says, The Lord said, My spirit shall not strive with man forever. And just as the people in Noah's day, God said, My spirit's not always going to strive with man. In this day we live, His spirit will not always strive with man. One day He's coming back and it'll be too late. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 9, 27, it's appointed of a man once to die. And then after this, the judgment. This fellow, he recognized the opportunity here. But not only do we see the recognition of a man, we can see the confession by the man. Verse 40, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be brought to him. And when he had come near, he asked him, saying, What do you want me to do for you? He said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. The man confessed his problem to Christ. You know, the Bible tells us if we confess, he's faithful and just to forgive us. And our problem too many times, I think, is we won't bow before Jesus and confess what our need is. We don't want to humble ourselves in such a way that we realize that we have a need that only He can fulfill. He's the only one that can change us. We can see the man confess his need to Jesus. In your life today, what do you need Jesus to do? What do you, how do you need God to work in your life? But after we see the man, we see his recognition we see his confession. Last thing we can see in this passage, I think, is the transformation of the man. The Bible says, then Jesus said to him, receive your sight. He received something. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed him. 
You know, when Jesus made a difference in his life, the man didn't just sit there and keep doing what he was doing. His life was transformed. He received his sight. He followed him, glorifying God. He was rejoicing for what Jesus did. We can see the transformation of the man. He no longer was a blind man sitting on the side of the road. He no longer was sitting there begging in his sin. He was all of a sudden transformed where he was ready to serve Christ. He gave glory to God. And the Bible says, and all the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. You know, his transformation changed other people's lives. When, when they saw Jesus do a work in his life, they began to praise God as well. And I wonder in our life today, do others praise God because what Christ has done in our life? If we are really transformed, if we surrender to Christ and we really transform our life, or He transforms our life, others will see a difference and give glory to God. They rejoice. The Bible tells us, 2 Corinthians 5.17, we're new creations. Old things have passed away. All things have become new. But we're in Christ. You know, this morning, I don't know about y'all, but I felt the presence of God in this place today. You know, I think He's passing by right now. And I just wonder in your life, what will you do with this opportunity? when Jesus is passing by. Will you take this opportunity? The man, we can see through his recognition. Have you recognized Jesus is passing by? Are you willing to recognize the sin in your life? Are you willing to recognize your need for him? Whatever that need may be. Are you ready to recognize that He's the Master? He's the Messiah. He's the Lord and Savior. Are you ready to recognize that? We see not only recognition of man, we see the confession of the man. He came to Jesus and told him. You know, for us, I don't know what Jesus is dealing with you about. I don't know if it's some sin, if it's some call into a ministry. Maybe there's something Jesus wants you to do. You know, I'm convinced that every day God is trying to mold us to be more like His Son. I'm convinced every day He's trying to make me more like what I need to do, I have that choice every day. Am I going to surrender to be more like him? Or am I going to stay where I'm at? But then we see the transformation. You know, when Jesus begins to change his life, he gave him joy. He began to rejoice. And not only did he rejoice, others rejoiced because what Christ did in his life 
And as we surrender ourselves more fully to Jesus every day, He'll give us more joy. Does it mean things are going to be easier? No. But He's the only one that can provide true joy. What will you do with this? As His Spirit speaks to you, we're going to have the altar open. We're going to have a prayer and then a hymn of invitation. You may need to come and pray. You may, there may be some things you need to confess. You may need to come and surrender and say, God, I want to surrender to whatever service you're calling me to. Maybe you just need to come and pray and say, God, I just need to be more faithful to you. You may need to come and, come and surrender to this is where you need to be a part of this church. Whatever God is calling you to do, don't miss this opportunity of Christ passing by. Let's pray. Lord, I just pray. God, that you do work in hearts today. God, give people the courage to take this opportunity. God, to allow you to transform their lives. God, I pray, Lord, even as this week you've showed me things, God, God, I pray that I will allow you to continue to transform my life, God, be more like you. Give them a, give me the reality of the joy I can have as I live closer to you. Lord, help others rejoice because of the changes you've made in my life. Well, we just want to submit to your will today. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all stand. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.